Life Christian Centre is a church located in the city of Adelaide. It is made up of people from different backgrounds and walks of life who have been transformed through a relationship with Jesus Christ. For more information, visit us online at www.life-church.com.au If you have your Bible, I'm actually going to change the scripture. Go to Revelation uh, chapter 3, uh, verse 22. It's a simple scripture. Uh, Revelation chapter 3 verse 22 Revelation chapter 3 uh, verse 22 it's a familiar uh, scripture uh, it's repeated again and again uh, throughout the first couple of chapters of Revelation it's he who has an ear let him hear what the spirit is saying to the church he who has an ear let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. And so, Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you that your Spirit is here, that your presence is here, that it's not by might, not by power, but by my Spirit, says the Lord Almighty. And so, Lord, this morning, I pray that by your Spirit, you would speak, that by your Spirit, uh, we would hear a word from you today, Lord. Bind every spirit of fear and intimidation. Just let there be freedom. To speak your word, Lord God. I know your word is anointed, Lord God. And your word has the capacity to bring transformation in our hearts and lives. Let that be so this morning, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Um, I want to continue on a theme that David uh, shared on a few weeks ago on hearing God speak. Uh, If there's a question many Christians ask is, how can I hear God speak? How how can I hear God speak? Uh, It kind of sounds a little weird, uh, but for those that, you know, may not know God personally, but, you know, we serve a God that does speak to us. He's a relational God, and and, and not not only can we speak to Him through prayer, that's what prayer is all about. Prayer is about us speaking to Him. God also wants to speak to us, and and we see many examples of that throughout Scripture. Christian for us is, how how can we hear God speak? And it's a great question, and David shared some great principles on this topic last week, uh, or two weeks ago, sorry. You know, we need to to still ourselves. It's one, one 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 of the great things that we need to do is just still our spirits. We're going so fast continuously, we, 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 we never take the time to just, just stop and be still. And even when we do uh, stop, our hearts are still racing. Our mind is still racing. Um, we need to position ourselves to hear from God and um, we need to obey the promptings. When God does speak, we need to obey His promptings. And, and all of that's important and all of that's great. But I, I think the key to learning to hear the voice of the Spirit is, is simply to spend time with God. We complicate it in, in so many ways. We complicate hearing the voice of God so many ways. But, but, but if, if you had to pick a, a word or a phrase that summarizes uh, the principles that were shared, it's you simply need to spend time with God. The, the more time you spend with someone, the more you learn to hear their voice. Um, I was in hospital a couple of weeks ago. Lana, Lana was coming. I was in a room and, and Lana was coming and I heard the, her footsteps coming down the aisle. I said, that's Lana coming. <laughs> I know those footsteps. <laughs> Um, more you spend time with God, the more you learn to hear His voice. God says to Jeremiah, call to me and I will answer you. 
and tell you great and unsearchable things that you do not know. It's a promise from God. He says, he says call to me. Just come to me. And I, and I will tell you great and unsearchable things that you do not know. I, I, I believe that God wants to speak to us. I believe that God wants to drop a word into our hearts and into our lives. One of the problems is we don't come to Him. And even when we do come to Him, we, we, we want the drive-through version. We want God, just do it quickly, Lord, because I'm pretty busy today, but I've got a minute here for you. Just quickly download it and speak to me. Reality is there are no shortcuts to this. And, and you know, God isn't moved by our technology. How many people understand that? God, God's not in heaven at the moment, you know, having a meeting with His, uh, you know, with His you know, strategic team, coming up with a new website coming up with a new app to facilitate hearing from God. Can you imagine if God had a, uh, a, you know, had a, had a marketing manager or someone? You know? I'm sure that they would go, listen, God, why don't you develop an app? <laughs> That's what you do today, don't you, to simplify things? You know, if, 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 if you want to you know, get somewhere, you, know, you develop an app. And God could, I'm sure that would say, put, a, put, a, put an app together that if someone wants an answer to something, they just go to the app, type in the question, boom, here comes the answer. How many people would like that? <laughs> God isn't moved by our consumer, instant, customer focus, all about me mentality. God is still a little bit old fashioned about some things. And He ultimately just simply wants to have a relationship with us. And you can't, I don't care how many friends you got on Facebook, you cannot have a relationship, a true relationship, via social media. As much as they try to tell us, oh, you know, this, this, this is how we can connect. How about talking to someone and connecting with them? How about that? Mm. Now, that's a new concept, isn't it? And to, to me, a, a lot of this social media stuff is a, it's trying to fill a void. It's not going to fill that void, I can tell you. It, it's going to give us the, the, the sense that it is filling that void, but it's not going to fill that void. If, 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 if you want to develop a relationship, you need to spend time with people. And that takes a lot of work. Mm, can I hear an amen? amen? The beauty about Facebook and Instagram, you don't have arguments, do you? I mean, it's, it's difficult. Oh, well, some people do have an argument. They can have an argument anywhere, in any time, you know, about anything, you know. But, but it's difficult to, you know, to resolve things, you know, on social media. And like all good relationships, it takes time. But as we develop that relationship, we learn to hear the voice of God. It's like learning anything. You don't get it immediately, but the more time you spend with God, the closer you get to Him, the more time you spend in His presence, the deeper the relationship, the more you learn to hear His voice. Sometimes we get it wrong. Sometimes it's not the voice of God at all. It's our own voice or it's the pizza we had the night before. But the more time you spend with God, the more, the more time you spend in His, in His presence, the more you learn to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. And I tell you, when, when, when you learn to hear the voice, it's powerful. It's powerful. You, you, you learn to discern between what sounds like the voice of God and what is definitely not the voice of God. And, and sometimes those two things are, are, are very similar. You know, remember when Samuel was, was a little boy and he's there, in the, he's there sleeping and God speaks to him, but he thinks it's the voice of Elijah. He doesn't recognize that it is the voice of the Lord. He hadn't learned as yet to discern the voice of, the, of God. And that's like many of us today. We haven't taken the time to learn the voice of the Holy Spirit. But as God spoke again, and then God spoke again, and then Elijah, Elijah says, 
Next time that you hear that, say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. He was learning to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. And you know, there's only way that one way that we learn to hear the voice of the Spirit is by spending time in the presence of God, by reading His Word, by coming to a, a place like this and worshiping and glorifying God. If there's something that we need more than ever, it's to hear God speak. Ezekiel was faced with a valley of dry bones and God speaks to him right at that moment. And he says, prophesy to, those, to these bones and say to them, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. There are some things in our life that seem dead. They seem like dead, dry bones. No life in those things. They seem dry. They don't have any life. It looks like there is no hope. The passage of Scripture there is ultimately a word that God was speaking to the people of Israel who had completely lost hope about everything, about their future. And there are times when we lose hope. There are times when we look at our circumstances and our situations and there just doesn't seem to be any hope. There's one thing that we can do to change those situations is to go into the presence of God and, and discern and hear, Lord, I need a word from you, Lord God. I'm just, I just need a word from you, Lord God. And you've heard me say this many times, you know, uh, thank God for, for, for the prophetic word where we gather together like this and God speaks through someone and, and you know, I feel I've got a word for you and, and they speak, that I, I, that's powerful. But some of the greatest words you're ever going to hear are going to come by you just being in the presence of God. And God is going to speak a word into your spirit. It's going to come, you know, by, the, by that small, still voice of the spirit, it's going to come through the word of God. But when you hear it, you're going to know that's God speaking. It's God speaking. As Ezekiel spoke the word of the Lord, the bones began to come to life. Whatever we're going through this morning, whatever challenges we're facing, whatever perplexities, difficulties, whatever decision you need to make, what we need more than anything else is a word from God. That's the power of this. It's the power of this. And there are no shortcuts to hearing the word of God. This morning, what I want to speak about is I want to kind of change gears. It's not so much about hearing God's voice for our benefit, as important as that is, and as the Bible tells us, but hearing God's voice because of what God wants to do through us. Um, so often when we're going into the presence of God and wanting to hear God's voice, it's about, it's about something that we need. It's about a job that we need to take. Do we take the job or not? It, it's, it's about a, a situation that we're facing just, that just seems important. We need a word from God about what we're going through. Nothing wrong with that. We, we, we need that. We need that. Job was going through an incredible trial. And, you know, I just, I just love the whole book of Job. And Job chapter 38, and the Lord spoke in the midst of the storm. There are times when we're going through a storm and, and, and God, God, God wants to speak to us in the midst of that storm. Elijah was on the run. He was depressed. He was, he was, he was, he was gone. He was praying that God would take his life. I'd read that last night. And, and, then, and then the Bible says, and the word of the Lord came to Elijah. It's just beautiful. There are times where we need to hear the word of the Lord for ourselves. But there are other times where we need to hear God's voice because of what God wants to do through us. It's not so much what God wants to do in us, it's what God wants to do through us. There are times that God wants to speak to us about what He wants to do through our lives. And to do this, we're going to look at four words that appear in the book of Acts. It's just a simple phrase that appears four times in the book of Acts. 
And the phrase is really simple. And the phrase is, and the Spirit said. Four times where this phrase appears on each occasion, it speaks to us about about why God wants to speak to us. And my prayer as we look at this in a season of prayer and fasting is that God would speak to us. That God would drop a word into our hearts. That God would speak to to us about what he wants to do, not only in our lives, but that God would speak to us about what he wants to do through our lives. I pray that God would speak to us today. That just as the Spirit spoke to the early church, that God would speak to us as individuals and also as a church. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. I don't know about you, but as a church, I want to hear what the Spirit has to say to us. As we look at our future, I want to hear what the Spirit has to say to us as a church. As a leader, I I come up with a lot of ideas. I'll talk about this in just a minute. But I want to hear what the Spirit, above all else, is saying to the church. So let's dive into this and look at it more closely. First reason why we need to hear God speak is because God wants to reach people who are seeking God, people who are lost, people who are genuinely looking for God. First time the phrase appears in Acts is in chapter 8. Uh, It's the story about the Ethiopian eunuch, you know, the story that had gone to Jerusalem to worship. Uh, He was someone that no doubt had seen all the rituals in Jerusalem. This guy was an important uh, dude. He was uh, was from Ethiopia, gone to Jerusalem to worship. Um, And and he goes there and he he, he watches and he sees, uh, but doesn't understand. And so he's searching the scriptures. Um... And he's on the side of the road reading Isaiah 53 and has no clue what he's reading. This is what the Bible says. Acts chapter 8, verse 29 says this. Then the Spirit said to Philip, there it is, that's the first time it appears. Go near and overtake this chariot. So Philip ran to him and heard him reading the prophet Isaiah and said, do you understand what you're reading? And he said, how can I understand unless someone guides me? And he asked Philip to come and sit up with him. Philip begins to explain to him what the scriptures mean. He begins to speak to him about Jesus. The Ethiopian then says after this discourse, he says, well, then what stops me from getting baptized? There it is right there. You know, what what is it that stops me from getting baptized? Philip says, if you believe nothing. Next week, we've got a baptismal service. You know, people people think they have to jump through all these hoops in order to be baptized, that you've got to be perfect to be baptized. Listen, if you wait till you're perfect to be baptized, number one, no one should ever be baptized, but you will never get baptized. What's the prerequisite for baptism? The prerequisite for baptism is believing. And he baptized him right there and there. He says, I believe Jesus is the Son of God. That's it. The reason why we get baptized is not because we're perfect. The reason why we get baptized is because we want to become just a little bit more like Jesus. Can I hear an amen? Amen. Because I'm not there yet. And I I want to get as close to Jesus as I possibly can. And, And this is just, it's a powerful declaration in the spirit realm that says, as of this day, I will serve the Lord. So often we want God to speak to us about our own issues. Again, nothing wrong with that. 
It's important. You know, learn to hear the voice of the Spirit. Just going through this thing, I, I just can't seem to get a breakthrough. Get a word from God about that. And that's, that's powerful. But listen, God wants to speak to us not only about what's happening inside of us. God wants to speak to us about people that are searching for God. Here was this man reading Isaiah, but didn't understand. And the Spirit says to him, go up to this man. I believe all over our city, there are people searching for God. There are people that have a whole bunch of questions, but have, have no one to answer them. And God is looking for the Phillips, people that are sensitive to the voice of the Holy Spirit. People who have learned to hear the voice of God. People who will obey the promptings of the Spirit. God, God is looking for the Phillips that will lead people to Christ. Come on, church, are you with me this morning? Jesus said to the disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into the harvest field. The problem is not, is not the harvest. The problem is the workers. And, and one of the issues with all of us, and, and, and I'm going to put myself right up there on the, on the list, is so often when we, even when we come into the presence of God, it's, it's usually about us. It's usually about me. It's usually about what I'm going through. It's usually about my issues. My top 10, uh, you know, my, my prayers are all about, Lord, help me with this. What do I need to do here? What do I need to do there and, and go there? And I think there's, there's a place for all of that. But, but somewhere that we need to shift and say, and begin to say, God, what is it that you want to do through me? We live in an egocentric, narcissistic society. It's all about me. And I, and, I, and I think this, this is what I think. I, I think that as we begin to take the focus off of ourselves and onto what God is wanting to do and on others, then suddenly those things on our list suddenly start to disappear. Here's Philip, he's, he's doing a bunch of things and, and, the, and, the, and the Spirit says to him, go and speak to this Ethiopian. And, and, and as Philip senses the, the prompting of the Holy Spirit, he, he goes over there and he begins to speak to him about Jesus. And he gives his life to Christ. Many of us are here today because someone, someone, someone was sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Listen carefully. Someone was sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Someone was going about their daily business and they sensed the prompting from the Holy Spirit that said, Go, go across there and go and speak to that person about Jesus. Because all of us were that Ethiopian. All of us were, were, were searching for God. All of us were, were, were at a stage where we didn't know who God was, but we were searching. And God spoke to someone. And because they obeyed the prompting of the Holy Spirit, we're in faith today. Why, why do we need to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit? Why, why, why do we need to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit? We need to hear the voice of the Spirit because there are people searching for God and God is looking for workers that will lead them to Christ. Come on, can I hear an amen here this morning? Come on, this is what church is all about. I hate to break it to you. I hate to break it to you, but, 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 but Christianity is not all about you. <laughs> uh, before you come to Christ, it's all about you. But when you come to Christ, it's no longer about you at all. And, and, and God is the God about, you know, there's that one sheep that's lost and he leaves the 99 and he goes after that one. We sing that song. And, and, and that's, that's what Christianity is all about. 
And if we, the closer we get to God, the more sensitive we are to the leading of the Holy Spirit. I hate to tell you, but you're gonna be less and less focused on yourself. You're gonna be more and more focused on what God is doing. And what God is doing and what God is interested in is that sheep that has wandered away. He's interested in that one person. And I wanna tell you, I'm so glad that that's the mission of God. I'm so glad because I was that one sheep that had wandered away. But by the grace of God, God, God came after me. He came, he came, he believed in me. He believed that there was hope. He came after me. And there was a Philip that was sensitive enough to obey a prompting of the Holy Spirit. I, I, I pray that that Philip spirit would come upon all of us. Come on, in the name of Jesus. Where, you, you think you're in the workplace where you are, in the neighborhood that you are, in the school that you are by accident. You're not there by accident. You're there by divine appointment. And all you need to do is begin to pray, Holy Spirit, what are you doing here? And as you begin to pray, Holy Spirit, speak to me. God will speak to you about what's going on around you. It's a dangerous prayer to pray. As we still our spirit, as we position ourselves to hear the voice of the Spirit, as we obey the promptings of the Holy Spirit, God will begin to move through us. Second reason why we need to hear God speak is because God sees what we cannot see. Second time this phrase appears in Scripture is in Acts chapter 10. Peter was hungry one day. I think he was doing the Daniel fast. And uh, while he was waiting for the food to be prepared, he falls into a deep sleep. And he has a vision. And in the vision... He saw heaven open, you know, if those of you that have been in church, you know the story, and this sheet with all kinds of animals in it. I think what was on that sheet was bacon and all kinds of food, good food, pasta and um, a good steak. Um, and God, God says to him, kill and eat. How many people have ever fasted and you start dreaming about the food that you want? How many, has that ever happened to anyone? It just happens to me all the time. <laughs> I, I dream donuts, that's what I dream. Anyway, that's another story. Uh, he sees this sheet. Now on this sheet, they were not good animals, they were unclean animals as per the Old Testament. And there were lizards and all kinds of really ugly animals that were, that were coming down. And God says to him, kill and eat. Peter says, and I love this, not so, Lord, <laughs> I mean, it's just, there's a little problem with that phrase. Uh, you know, here is God telling him to do something and he says, not so, Lord. <laughs> just in case God had mixed up. You know, maybe God was having a bad day, you know. Uh, and, he, and he says, not so, Lord. I've never eaten anything unclean. Well, God speaks to him and says, do not call unclean what God has made clean. Now, the interesting part is he doesn't just have that dream once. He has it three times. In Bible times, this was like, Hey, this isn't just once, this is twice, this, this is, in case you're wondering, this is God speaking. This isn't anything to do with the Daniel fast. Bible says, he wakes up and while Peter thought about the vision, the Spirit said to him, there is a second time it appears, behold, three men are seeking you, arise therefore, go down and go with them, doubting nothing, for I have sent them. Sure enough, uh, there's a knock on the door. Three guys are at the door. They're like, hey, is there a Peter in the house? Peter goes with them and he goes to the house of Cornelius. Uh, again, uh, just a great chapter uh, there. I think it's, I believe it's uh, chapter 10 of, of the book of Acts. It is. And um, the Bible describes Cornelius as a righteous and God-fearing man. Just a little problem. He was a Gentile. 
Peter begins to speak to them about Christ. Uh, he begins to explain why Jesus came. He knew this was a God moment. He knew the vision was from God and he begins to speak to them about what had happened. He, he talks to them about Christ. They put their faith in God. While he's speaking, while, while, while he's speaking, the Holy Spirit comes on. They begin to, to speak in other languages and tongues as, as the Lord enabled them. And, and as a result of that, they were baptized with water. Interesting thing about this whole passage is Peter had no idea who Cornelius was. But while he's waiting for lunch, the Holy Spirit says to him, go to the house of Cornelius. Why do we need to hear God speak? One of the reasons why we need to hear God speak to us is because God sees what we cannot see. Peter couldn't see the opportunity before him. He couldn't see the household of Cornelius. He, 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 he did not know who Cornelius was. He couldn't see their openness to the gospel, that God was wanting to do something through them that was extremely powerful. Cornelius could see none of that, but the Holy Spirit could. And as Peter responds to the voice of the Spirit, Cornelius, as Peter responds, Cornelius and his whole house, were saved. Here's the problem with the church today. Uh, we're the most informed, resourced, technically competent. We've got more as a church, and I'm talking the church worldwide, than any, anybody before us. More resources, better understanding, better strategies, more books, more stuff on leadership than any other generation has ever had. But what we need more than anything else is the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Come on, church. What we need more than anything else is the power of the Holy Spirit. Ne never confuse a strategy with the power of the Holy Spirit. Ne never get the two mixed up. <laughs> never think that because we've got a nice building that, oh, well, we, that, that, that's going to bring the Holy. Never, never get those two things mixed up. What we need is the power of the Holy Spirit. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. That, that's a phrase that was used over 2,000 years ago. And that phrase still applies to Life Christian Center in the year 2019. What is the Spirit saying to this expression of the body of Christ? That's why we need to be sensitive to the Spirit. And we need to be sensitive to what the Spirit is saying to our church. We need to take the time to hear the voice of the Spirit and allow the Spirit to direct us to persons and places we had no idea existed. Right now we're here and God, God sees everything. God, God knows everything. And, and one of the reasons why we need to hear what the Spirit is saying is so that He can direct us to situations and people and families and persons that we cannot see. That we cannot see. It was February 1958 and a young pastor was watching TV while his family was asleep. This young man had pastored a small church in the US. It had grown to about 250 people while watching TV. He's convicted about the amount of TV that he was watching. He th thought, well, what if I sell the TV and pray? Spoke to his wife and they agreed under one condition. They would put an ad in the paper. If it sold within 30 minutes of the paper hitting the streets, then it would sell. And they'd get rid of it. Well, time went past, 20 minutes, 25 minutes, 26, 27, 28. On the 29th minute, the phone rang. TV was sold for $100. The 
There goes the bold and the beautiful. <laughs> Married at first sight. <laughs> Take the television, I reckon. No one's watching that, are they? Mm. 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 Ouch, yeah, that's right. That's a good word right there. Two weeks later, while he's praying, he sensed a heaviness in his spirit. Picked up a magazine, Mass Murder. Some of you might have heard this story. A mass Murder Trial of Teenage Gang. He saw the picture of seven young men, part of a gang called the Dragons, who had murdered a 15-year-old and wiped his blood through their hair. And as he saw this, he began to weep. Thought came to him, go to New York City, help these boys. Within one week, he was in the courtroom helping these boys. And the rest is history. Teen Challenge started many years ago through a man called David Wilkinson and has touched the lives of thousands of people. This was not on his radar screen, but God could see them. But because he took the time to hear the voice of the Spirit, thousands of people have been saved and set free. In his office is a plaque written by his daughter. My dad is famous not because of who he is, but because he dared to listen when God wanted to hold a conversation. Powerful statement. How we need the Holy Spirit. How the church needs to hear the phrase, it's not by might, it's not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord Almighty. How, how we need to hear that spirit in the church today. It's not by might, it's not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord Almighty. No degree can compensate for the spirit of God. No amount of books can, can, can take the place of what the spirit wants to do in the church today. And so often as leaders and as, as we, we become so intelligent and we, and we start to do what only the spirit can do. I think about Acts 13 and 14, that when Paul and Barnabas returned to Antioch on arriving there, they gathered the church together and reported all that God had done through them and how God had opened the door to faith to the Gentiles, which started with the house of Cornelius. How we need that today. That when we come together, we need to talk about what the Spirit is doing through us. Third reason is because God wants to release people into ministry. Third time the phrase appears in Acts 13, uh, is in Acts 13. And as I love the scripture, the Bible says, as they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Spirit said, now separate to me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. Um, and, and then having fasted and prayed and laid hands on them, they sent them away. I love, I love this passage. Uh, there's no doubt that they were having a, 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 in a prayer meeting and they were in a time of prayer and fasting. And, I, and as they were worshiping God, the Holy Spirit began to speak. And the Holy Spirit says, set apart for me, Paul and Barnabas, for the work of the ministry. Well, this was one of the most powerful evangelistic strategies of the early church. Uh, Paul and Barnabas take off uh, in this first missionary journey and uh, it, it was powerful. The result was people got saved. As churches were planted, God began to move in a powerful way. How we need to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church today. That it's not by might, not by power, but by my Spirit. That it's by His grace and for His glory. That it's by His grace and for His glory. How that message needs to penetrate our hearts and our minds. Because so often it's so easy to get that, it's, it's so easy to, to take a shift 
not understand that anymore. You see, if we want to reach our city, what we, today, what we do today is we sit around a table and strategize. We brainstorm. Green hat, yellow hat, you know, red hat, blue hat. Anybody read about the hats? Yeah. Nothing wrong with any of those hats. Put whatever hat you want on. But what we need to do more than ever is begin to pray and cry out to God. As they were worshiping and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, set apart from me, Paul and Barnabas. For the how, how, Why is it that we begin a year with prayer and fasting? I tell you why we, we, we start every single year with a form of prayer and, and fasting is because we believe in what we're reading right here. We believe in the power of this. We believe that we're smart. We believe that we, we've got, we got good stuff. But you know, apart from the Holy Spirit, we can do nothing. We need to listen for the voice of the Spirit. You've heard me say so often when we meet here at church, we always begin with prayer because we want to hear what God has to say. We want to hear the voice of the Spirit because God knows what we do not know. God sees what we cannot see. And because God wants to release people to the work of the ministry. Here with Paul and Barnabas, they were, they were there at part of a, a part of a prayer meeting. And God could see gifts and abilities in their lives. And as the Spirit spoke, they were released to do the work of the ministry. You know, you, you kind of just think it's an accident that Paul was there and, as part of this. And, you know, Paul had a reputation. Paul was a persecutor of the church. Paul, Paul had seen, you know, countless number of Christians, you know, die. And, and, and I, I imagine as he's sitting there around this table, there were probably some people that had said, well, forget it. He, he, can, he can never do anything in the kingdom. But God saw different. And the Holy Spirit said, set apart from me, Paul and Barnabas. Question I wonder who's sitting in our congregation today. Who knows the gifts that are dormant in our congregation? Because we're not listening to the voice of the Holy Spirit. Who knows the people that God is calling to another level of ministry? Who, who, who knows uh, the giftings that, 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 that God wants, to, the vision that God wants to release? The things that God wants to do? Heard me tell the story of being in a meeting in Victoria Square and, and just, I mean, that meeting, uh, just listening to the preaching as we go into a time of prayer. And the um, Holy Spirit says to me, leave work and go to Bible college full time. That was risky, crazy, but it was God. God sees what no one else can see. God, God sees what no one else can see. God sees gifts and ministries in you that no one can see. How we need to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. How, how we need to pray, Lord, my life's in your hands. How we need to pray, Lord, do something with my life. How we need to pray, Lord, I just want to do your will. You're not, you're not here by accident. You didn't, you didn't decide to be here. You, you, you didn't decide to be born in this generation. You, you didn't do any of that. It was God that decided. And he, and he, and he didn't create you with nothing and without purpose. Bible says he's got good things in store for you and good plans in store for you. Greatest thing that we can do is just go into presence and just begin to pray. Oh God, do something with my life. Oh God, do something with my life. God, do something with me. Lord, I just want to do your will. Lord, I just want to be like Jesus. Now, as you begin to pray that, God will begin to release ministries.
the gifts that are in our lives. Last one, the fourth reason why God wants to speak to us is because God wants to use us in ways we could never imagine. Fourth time the phrase occurs is in Acts 21. The Bible says when, the, when he had come to us, he took Paul's belt, um, bound his own hands and feet and said, thus says the Holy Spirit, so shall the Jews at Jerusalem bind the man who owns this belt and deliver him into the hands of the Gentiles. Paul was warned again and again about the difficulties he would face in Rome, but this did not deter Paul. I believe it was Agabus who, Grabs his belt, ties it around, said, this is what's going to happen to you, Paul. But it didn't deter Paul. He knew that God had spoken about going to Rome. And there was a, there was, there was, there was a price. There was persecution coming ahead. You know, there's a price to pay for obeying the voice of the Spirit. Paul went to Rome. Next five years were probably the most difficult years of his life. He was thrown into prison for, for no reason. It looked like failure. It looked like a mistake. If it was us, we would have said, well, maybe God was warning us through the voice of the Spirit. If it was us, we'd be saying, well, well maybe God was trying to tell me not to, not to come to Rome. I'd, I'd be questioning. But not Paul. He's in prison and he's preaching and he's speaking about Jesus. And more than all of that, Paul was writing letters to the churches he started. Because Paul obeyed the voice of the Spirit, because Paul was not afraid to pay the price, Today we have the New Testament in which a good portion was written primarily by the Apostle Paul. Why, why, do, why do we need to hear the voice of the Spirit? Why, why do we need to hear the voice of the Spirit? We need to hear the voice of the Spirit because God wants to use us in ways that we could never, ever imagine. How we need to hear the voice of the Spirit today. Question is, is the Spirit speaking? Is the Spirit speaking today? And are we willing to obey the voice of the Spirit? If the Spirit had not spoken, the Ethiopian would, not have, would have returned home without knowing Christ. Just think about it for a minute. If the Spirit had not spoken, the Ethiopian would have gone home without knowing Christ. If Philip had not obeyed, then this Ethiopian would never have known Christ. If the Spirit had not spoken, Cornelius and his, ha and, and his house would not have been saved, that it would not have received the Spirit. It was through Cornelius that the, Gentile, that the door of the gospel, that the door was open for the, for the gospel to enter into the Gentile world. All because one man was open to the Spirit. And the Spirit said, go, go with them. If the Spirit had not spoken, then none of the missionary journeys would have happened. None of the churches spoken about in the New Testament would have been found. No Luke, uh, Acts, because it was during one of those missionary journeys that Paul meets Luke, who writes a large portion of the New Testament with him. All, all of that would, have, would not have happened if, if the Spirit had not spoken or the Spirit had spoken and not been obeyed. The Spirit had not spoken and Paul had not obeyed. He would, have, he would not have been imprisoned and he wouldn't have written a whole portion of the New Testament question is God still speaking today and are we willing to obey are we willing to listen and obey I believe God is still speaking today he's still speaking to individuals he's still speaking to churches he's still speaking to people who are willing to listen he's spoken through all of history and still speaks to Christ followers like you and me there's amazing things that He wants to say to us. 
if we would just open our ears to hear him he who has an ear he who has an ear let, let him hear what the spirit is saying to the churches I believe the spirit wants to speak to us today maybe, maybe it's about a, a, a Philip to a Philip go, go to that one person Maybe it's to Peter, go to a family, Paul and Barnabas, be released as missionaries, maybe like Paul. Suffering is ahead, but hey, move into it because there's something greater happening. Do we have an ear to hear? And are we hearing what the Spirit is saying to the church? Would you stand with me? Lord, it's a great word today just a powerful word and the Spirit said and the Spirit said Father we want to hear what the Spirit is saying today as individuals and as a church Father there are some people here today who like Ezekiel have lost hope They need a word from you. Speak by the Holy Spirit. Speak by the Holy Spirit. Is not my word like a hammer that breaks the rock? Send your word and break those things that seem impossible, Lord God. Lord, not only do we want you to speak in us about our own lives, but we want you to speak about what you want to do through us. And so, Lord, we pray for our heart that in the midst of all the voices that we would hear your voice, that in the midst of all the thoughts that we would be able to discern the voice of the Holy Spirit, that as we're doing what we normally do, Lord God, that we would tune our ears to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit and that as a church we would have the courage to obey every prompting of the Holy Spirit. I thank you for the Ethiopian eunuchs that are going to be added to the church because someone was sensitive to the Holy Spirit. I thank you, Father God, for the families that are going to be joined to the church because someone was sensitive to hearing the voice of the Holy Spirit. I thank you for the cities and the nations that are going to be touched because we were sensitive to hearing the Holy Spirit. I thank you, Father God, for the things that are going to be done that are going to touch generations to come because we were sensitive to hearing the voice of the Holy Spirit. As we go from this place, Lord God, speak to us this week in the name of Jesus. Speak to us by the Holy Spirit this week. Let us position ourselves, still our hearts, Lord God. Position ourselves to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. Speak to us again. I pray. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on, sing with me. Let's worship.